Hey guys, this is episode 2.2, and we're talking Wonder Woman again, but this time it's filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, probably want to turn back now. Otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. Welcome to your doom. So let's get into the spoiler section of the of the of the boss battle. So I, I do want kind of I've, I've got a starting place. We're starting from the beginning of the film and sort Go for of it. like ripping you, through it. Go for it. But Femiskira, yeah, amazing looking. It's just like uh, they've done a wonderful job like putting together Themyscira as as a place as a convincing place and all of the characters that fulfill it. Um, there is a nice little intro at the beginning where Wonder Woman's mother, Hippolyta, is telling uh, Di- a young Diana that uh, about the Zeus and Ares. Mm-hmm. This is one of the points where I was like, I wish they pushed it further. They do this like Greek mythos summary. I like the style, but I was hoping for more flash. Like I wanted them to push it, that stylistic retelling of the mythos further, mm-hmm. right? You know who's done it? Guillermo del Toro's done it in Hellboy 2, for example, the beginning with the marionettes. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen a, a movie called A Monster Calls, but they have sub-stories within that movie. That's the one with the giant tree and the Liam Neeson's Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing movie, amazing book. Read it, watch it. That's my plug. Um, but they have a series of sub-stories in there that have done this ama- like, like beautiful animation. It's done really, really well. Uh, Krampus, even Krampus does it for the Krampus storytelling, does yeah. stop motion animation, yeah. right? Deathly Hollows, Harry Potter does a similar thing, right? Um, they went with the Greek classical sort of motion uh, painting mm-hmm. approach, yep. which is cool and it's obviously uh, thematically connected. Um, I just kind of wish they pushed it further. I wanted to see them like go full on, like whole other all style, very flashy, something a little more. Mm-hmm. But what they did, I like what they did. I just it was a little more subtle. My, my problem with that is I didn't like that they're like, yeah, they're all gone except for Aries. It le- it, it doesn't leave it doesn't, a, yeah, lot it closes of a lot doors. of doors. You know, you're that right. That bugged me. That oh, bugged I me. I wish they, and you know what? They can look. Frankly, they can turn back on that at any point. They really they could. could. They could just say that the gods are reincarnated every <laughs> so you, often. What the fuck do you know? We're still here. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Told right. you what you wanted to know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but I, I I agree with you that you know Zeus was killed and Ares is the only one left. I'm like, come on, guys, let's let's leave things open. I want to see another movie where she talks to Zeus. I want to yeah. see I want to see the Greek mythos explored. Uh, in the way they are explored in the DC comics where all these people are characters, right? Yeah. 
And the way uh, Marvel, I mean, like, obviously there's a Marvel parallel here, right? Marvel right. has dug into the Norse mythology, right? And they've represented that in a way that is compa- like that is digestible by the current audience. I'd love to see them do the same thing with Greek mythology. Right? Yeah. Um, so what did you think at the beginning? What did you think of that Themyscira stuff? I thought Themyscira was very, very well f- filmed. Um, the... Uh, I forgot what uh, Robin Wright's character's name was. Antiope. Antiope. Um, she had a very defiant edge to her, which was kind of cool. Obviously, yeah. like training Diana. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but it was like it was a wise defiant edge. Like she was doing it on behalf of Hippolyta because she would just not like come to that conclusion herself. But she right. knows that she should. She, she knows that she was yeah. basically thinking on behalf of her if she was able to think about it properly. Right, yeah, To exactly. take emotion out of it be like, yeah, right. this is what we should be doing. Um, the multicultural thing was cool. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, we mentioned that earlier, but I loved seeing all of the different cultures yeah. on Themyscira, all of the different races um, being represented. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one thing I will I will it's not even much of a complaint really but like she never really earned the right to go off of the island um, outside of you know what I mean like in the in some of the other her other origin stories she, she wins a through, competition wins a competition yeah. or has to fight through it she doesn't really get that I was kind no. of hoping for that but again that's that the, these are this is. In a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed, this is me nitpicking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything, anything here that I have to say that's negative or, like, I want to see a different thing is pure nitpicking. There's only one point. thing about this film that I didn't like, and I'll get to that when we get to yeah. that part. But there's... Um, but she no, I, was... She is the god killer. So I don't think in this story or this plot that she actually needs to earn her right. She just needs to... She needs to show that she knows how to she she's able to invoke the god killer power, which is essentially like her you know bracelet process, tap. yeah the the bracelet tap, yeah, so when she proved that, basically, I think she's they're essentially saying, yeah, you're ready to go out there and yeah. if you encounter Ares, whatever happens, you will learn how to use your powers, yeah, right. Um, my, my critique, and it is also coming from the the comic booky nerdy background. I think that for a general film goer, I don't think they would have missed it at all because the the film itself lended itself to her leaving the way she did perfectly, absolutely perfect. Sure, yeah. Like it was, you know what? Like I don't agree with what's going on right now, and I think that this man should be escorted back. And Ares is definitely the problem, and I yeah, yeah. Won't kill him. So I'm yeah. gonna get the god killing weapons and get going. It totally made sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it would have been kind of cool to see her like taking on some of the Am- other Amazons. But you know what? For a film that's already two hours it's and twenty one minutes, too long. You found a tight way to get yes. her off the island that yeah. makes complete sense. I'm not complaining. Cool. I'm saying in the in the extended version, if they throw that in, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Beach action scene. Did you say beach action yeah. scene? Beach. Oh, beach. Yeah. My apologies. The beach action scene <laughs> was pretty pretty great. I, mm-hmm. I thought the whole like the Germans landing. I love you know what I what shot I loved. I loved when they showed the Germans coming in on the boat and just kind of in the background showing their boat just sinking awfully in the distance. Did you see that? No. In the background, like the 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 giant because they got the rowboats coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah. but in the background, you notice that their their frigate, like the the boat, the yeah. giant steamer that they're on, is just like sinking. Really? Yeah, because it's run aground. 
right? Because oh, they're not aware right. that there's an island there, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, run yeah, around, yeah. and their whole boat sinks like tragically. I didn't that. Yeah, and the background's just like falling over, and they're like rowing to shore. That's why there are not so many of them. And yeah. I thought that was a nice touch where they didn't have to focus on it; they just showed it in the background. And it makes 100% make sense because that boat is not built for that clearance. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. The beach action scene was great. Again, I want more. Like the action – there are certain action scenes where I wanted more. Uh, One shot of – there's an Amazon and I can't – maybe it was Antiopia. I'm not sure. But she's on a horse and she's got this long spear and she skids the spear along the sand. Yeah. And she's kicking the sand up in all of their faces. I'm like, oh, that is just fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's the kind of uniqueness I like in my in my action scenes, right? Show people something they haven't seen before. Show the Amazons that they're using their geography to their advantage, right? And this is exactly that. She's kicking all the sand up into them and then... Uh, you know, flying off her horse. The other thing I think they did really well that something like, for example, Lord of the Rings did not do very well. They tried to show, I think they did a good job of showing the Amazons being in very good control of their horses. Mm -hmm. Like their mounts are like, they're jumping off of them. They're leaning off the side of them. They're, they're leaning off the side and shooting bows. Like they even showed it during the training scenes. Exactly. Not even just the battle it's all very it's tied all made, together. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's all very tied together. All well thought out. It just it gives me acid flashbacks to this really awful shot in the two towers where Legolas mounts his horse in slow motion. Do you, I don't know if you remember the scene where they're about to get attacked by wargs. On on horse on like uh, horseback, they're attack them in the two towers when they're going to Helm's Deep, and uh, in slow motion, this horse jumps by, is, is galloping by, and he like awkwardly turns into a CG rag doll mm-hmm. and like grabs the horse and like goes up and like mounts him in yeah. mid stride, and yeah. it's an awful shot. Yeah, I know they the shot you're talking about it too, is and fucking, I'm not even a huge Lord of the Rings guy it at is, all terrible yeah. and I get the sentiment because elves are closer to their mounts like they can gracefully mount and dismount they don't need saddles stuff like that this movie did it 150 times better and it's very organic loved it I love that stuff you don't need like a huge long winded scene to basically establish something like that I mean this one no didn't, they didn't just they didn't a few shots that. in the background of them training doing yeah. that and then all of a sudden everything made sense yeah and I it, mean it pays off again with the shield thing yeah right? absolutely so uh, it, it, I love that callback uh, the only problem I had with the spear and the sand thing throwing in everyone's eyes the payoff to that scene I don't remember being very good yeah, I don't remember them being a payoff. I think it just gets lost in the editing. It's just kind of like they do that, and then someone flies off, and you know it gets it was? lost. There was, the a, there was a lot of the same. Um, I found there was a lot of very slow motion, jumpy kind of shots. Some, yeah, there was there was too many. Um, yeah, like one or two too many. But it was like it was like one. Okay, there's one. Oh, that's really cool. All right, cool. They oh, that's really cool. Uh, oh, oh, they're doing yeah, it again. They're doing it again. Yeah, there was a few. Too, there was yeah. the, on that beach scene in particular. There was one too many. There's a, there's one shot I loved when Antiope calls for the shields and she jumps over and they do the slow motion of shot of her shooting three yeah, Germans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was is fantastic. one guy. Yeah. This extra, this is German. You should see the way he fucking dies. So I've seen it twice now. Oh, and when I saw that scene the second time, there's one guy who dies from one of the arrows. Yeah. And he's just he's overacting so hard. You should see his face. He's like in slow motion. I'm doing something crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, this face. is audio. But. Yeah, that's right. But it's really, really funny. If anyone can 
<laughs> if anyone sees it again or when we get it on, you know, Blu-ray, whatever, check out that scene because there's one guy and he's in the front and he's just really selling. He's selling it. You know, he's really – he got shot. That man – That yeah, man was shot. He's seen an arrow in the face. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think uh, if the director, you know, focuses on that, she's going to wish that he did get an arrow in the face because that is quite the overacting. <laughs> Fuck. But um, – Anyway, that's the beach scene. I think it was. I think it was great. I thought it was great. Um, again, nitpicking on action scenes. I'm very. I, I can be very specific about what I yeah. want, but that's not. That by no means means that this action scene did uh, did not meet my standards. It, it's so. more just to give an idea of you know what they could have done something this way or that way or right. whatever, right? right? Like it's not a, the, when we critique something in not a negative way, shot at it. exactly. Yeah. We're not taking. This would have been cool, or yeah. maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe they tried it. No shit, we don't know. But right. it's just something to think about. Right. Um, so I guess what happens after that? So then, obviously, they take Steve Trevor back. They interrogate him with the lasso. Oh, it's pretty dude, much the, that lasso he, scene was so good. Exactly. This is another example. I just feel like it's another example of like Pine just being the best Pine he can be. Let's put it that way. The best pine. He is the best pine. He's so good in this scene. Like, just the way he plays, how painful it is yeah. when he's trying to lie. Oh, man. I The one thing is going to come back again and again. The audience was in stitches. I saw this movie twice. Yeah. And both times, like two weeks after the movie came out, this audience was laughing yeah. the whole time when this shit was happening, right? Oh, man. It was a great, great scene where he's... Uh, He's forced to tell the truth about the war. Yeah. Um, he's just, yeah he's just, and he just, he's constantly. And he just, screams out the one part <laughs> where he's just like, he's like, I'm a spy. I'm a spy. I'm a spy. You know, like that kind of like, just like, oh man, great delivery. I'd love to see the outtakes of that scene. Oh, I'm for sure that sure. scene is absolutely hysterical. There's got to be a lot of ad libs on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that sure. was good. It was a great, great scene. Um, yeah, he he hit the nail on the head on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, then there was also the, the the later moments after just the interrogation itself, like him being down there. The, the whole like, are you an average man? He's like, oh, dude, pretty average. But like, it goes back to that whole thing that you said before. Like, it's not. He's not being. I mean, at that point, he's just. I would think he's he being he's, honest. Yeah, he, he thinks he's being asked a certain question. He's being asked to, yeah, exactly. He's not trying to. It doesn't seem like he's trying to be douchey or overly suave. He's just kind of like a little better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he he gets a moment of being masculine. Yeah, but it's, it's funny because that's not that's not even what she's asking about. He, exactly, right? and he delivers it in an unconvincing way. So he's not sure because he's not sure exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's like when sure. I mean in an unconvincing way, like the character would deliver it that way. Like the character would not presume to to say it in, in a way that makes him seem favorable. Sure, Just yeah. Like I, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you I got a little dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And who wants that's the right. average? Like uh, that's right. Actually, you make a good point. Yeah. He's even in the moment where people would puff up their chests and be like, "I'm awesome." Yeah, he's almost like questioning what he should say. Exactly. He doesn't even want to say it, but he also doesn't want to leave himself yeah. in the dust, yeah. so to speak. So he's kind of like halfway full of himself in that moment and then realizes quickly that she's not talking about that. And he's just like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I, what I have here, like, 
anytime Godot and Pine are together on screen, I think it's honest to God fucking magic. Yeah. Uh, I like this kind of chemistry, I think is lightning in a bottle. Like, I think I've gotten used to seeing romances or things build drama build up on the screen that I don't actually emotionally connect with, where I just assume that's how you're supposed to feel. Right. And just right. accept it. That's how you're supposed to feel. But this one, I was a hundred percent caught up in this drama right up until the end. I feel like the end of this movie is a heartbreaking experience. I'm I was shocked. Yeah. I, I was, and the way it's edited together and we'll get to that toward the end, it's yeah. just brilliant. And it's, and it's all based on this chemistry leading up to that moment. And these guys exchanging these, this dialogue is perfectly written, perfectly executed. Just, Oh, I loved it. I loved it. So obviously at this point um, in the story, he goes from being somewhat their prisoner to her having to take him off the island to try and go and fight Ares. That's right. Yeah. That boat scene. Oh, dude. Slays. Fucking so good. It slayed both audiences when I was there. People were fucking dying. They were laughing that lines of dialogue were missed. Yeah. Because you couldn't see it. It's Perfect. It's perfect. Their delivery is perfect on both sides, man. It's one of these things that I wrote down. So I wrote this down in terms of being a scene that wasn't needed. Now, what I mean by that is, does it contribute much to the plot? No, it doesn't. It's It's all character. It's all character. And if you take that away, the story will continue. But good lord, does it do the characters suffer for that? Oh, for sure. That 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 scene on the boat builds so much. It is. It builds perfect. so much for them. It Absolutely. Is, I I think it's a perfect character building scene. Right. And like you said, it's dangerously long. Like it, if you watch yeah. it, like you like you what you said. Like I feel like oh my god. Like you watch that scene, it's a couple of minutes long. At least you know, like many minutes. And but they don't. They, they deliver their lines so perfectly that it's like the, the, the goodwill you gain from that scene and the character building you gain from that scene is is well beyond the six, seven minutes that you spent yeah. on that boat, yeah. right? They fucking absolutely nailed it. Superbly well-written and engaging. I, I, I loved it. Um, like I said, the audience was in stitches both times, yeah. two weeks after the movie came out. I was very <laughs> impressed. Um and this sort of leads into the fact that I'm absolutely love the fact that Steve Trevor isn't a douche. Yeah. He's, he's not a douche and he's learning these things for the first time. Um, it's an easy cop out to fix on like, so the sexism and the misogyny, um, everyone is treated even keel. And in this scene, especially that's in this scene, especially that's where you can delve into that. He's 100% chivalrous. Yeah. It's amazing. And this movie is about bigger things. I love this movie taking the high road and being like, no, I'm not sinking down to that level of caricature, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I want this to be a, a movie to empower women, but I don't want to do it in the cheap way. Right. And this, yeah. is, and this, is, this is the most convincing way. And I, I applaud the movie. Or <laughs> the movie is not a person. I applaud the people making this <laughs> Making this movie, making that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So what else we got? So after the after the boat, they get to London. They do a couple little hijinks around like London, which is really, really funny. Um, the call outs to Superman, Donner Superman. 
Richard Donner's original Superman. I love those. I didn't notice those. Oh, with the glasses. She wears the glasses. Oh, the glasses. Yes, yeah. yeah she absolutely. like she puts on the thing. She's like, oh, like put on the glasses. She puts on the glasses on and looks in the mirror. Uh, and then later in the alley is right from I think it's Superman two. Superman one or Superman two, where Lois gets held up in an alleyway. Yeah. And Clark is like the bumbling like guy who's super scared. Christopher Reeves. And then they shoot and he like goes in front of her and he catches the bullet. Yeah. And like drops the bullet. And uh, she's like, oh my God, are you okay? She's like, oh, I, uh, you know, must have missed me or yeah. something like that. This is the exact same scene. It's a it's a parallel to that scene. Not really. Yeah, she blocks a bullet in yeah. an alleyway. But then she shows the guy. She's like, "Look, motherfucker, this yeah, is what exactly. I got." Yeah, <laughs> I know it goes different, and then, but but it it but it being it goes an alley. Okay, di- it goes sure. different. I'll see the parallels, but it it, it goes different. But also, if you notice quick. in that scene, her glasses fall off, and then she steps on them. So that's when they're saying, "Okay, this is a different movie." Right, oh, it's a Lord. different. Fine. It's a different movie. Fine. Well, okay. You know what? I've had the. I I've don't had, read into this shit this much. I've had, I've had the privilege of seeing the movie twice. Uh, so it's something that that came to me. I, it came to me the first. Fair time. enough. It came to me the first you time. Thoughtful motherfucker. But uh, but yeah, no, the Superman parallels are definitely there, and I I enjoyed every second of them. I thought they were very very cool. I could see that. Um, to 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 um, uh, Gal Gadot's um acting prowess. <clears throat> seeing her see like when she hits London and just the oh I want to see this I want to see yeah, that yeah. like it's just so like the it's, baby scene I love the baby she's scene like, oh, yeah babies you're like no 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 babies no exactly yeah. she's oh, just okay. so like wondered by everything just yeah. everything seems like incredible to her she's oh I want to experience this I want to experience that which to somebody who's been living on an island that's been secluded from the world you see yeah. all these little things and you've heard about them but to see them. In person, you'd freak out. You'd want to be. You'd be super excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Her bewilderment is actually one of the. It's such a. Uh, it comes from such a uh, place genuine, of innocence. Yeah, or, genuine place. Yeah, you can't help but being engrossed by that by that performance. Right. Um, supporting characters. So we jump in from there. She goes to uh, get changed, yeah. essentially, and then she goes to the peace treaty, the uh, the treaty. I can't remember what they called the armistice, uh, like peace agreements. She disrupts that, um, but then she meets all these guys at the bar. Yeah. By the way, a bar which I would 100% drink in. Oh, good lord. Very, very cool looking place. Shut the place down. Yeah, shut that. I'd shut that place down 100%. I would drink there. Um, and you meet your secondary characters, of which Samir actually truly stands out, I think. He's a gr- like great character actor. You know, I've seen him in a ton of movies. I have no idea what his name is, but uh, great actor. And uh, Ewan Bremner, who is a very, very is, – is an amazing actor himself, right? Um, all meeting up in this, in this place. And I love the supporting characters in this film. They – they all add a layer of complexity to Diana's uh, worldview. She has a certain view when she... You should see the way she's progressing through the movie in terms of power level mm-hmm. and worldview. Yes. You notice, like, during the movie, her powers are slowly growing, like, as the movie's going on. I love that, that continuity where she finally learns to fly. Yeah. In the last part of the film. Right. And she finally learns to use her like her, you know, bracelet powers. Um, 
But uh, the supporting characters, again, coming back to the supporting characters, her worldview starts off in Themyscira thematically as being like a, you know, a certain type of view, very constrained to just the island. Then she meets Steve and then she gets a certain piece of it. Then she goes on the boat and gets to London and she gets a piece of it. Then she meets Samir and she meets Ewan Bremner's character and she meets Chief. Right, yeah. and then she gets another part. Then she gets to the war, and then she gets another part, and then she gets to meet finally Ares, and she gets another part. Right? So like Samir says, we're all fighting our own battles. Like each character adds a nuance and a complexity that's layered onto Diana's ever like increasing confusion about the nature of humanity. Yeah, I think so. Just when she thinks she has it figured out. She speaks to one of the secondary characters and it sends her world, it burns down her whole worldview. Case in point, fire, fire, uh, like, uh, sorry, fire pit scene, which I love. I love a good fire pit scene where everyone kind of sits down and yeah. chats. But Chief, she, first of all, she speaks to Chief in native, in his native tongue, yes. which I thought was super cool. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. And then uh, Chief says – she asks him, why Why are you here? Chief says, like, at least, you know, like here, everything was taken away from me. Here I'm free. And she asks, who took it away from you? And he says, his people. And she points at Chris Pine's character yeah. who's sleeping. Yeah. And pff, it's like everything gets torn down again because, yeah. like, you think – you know, Pine, like Steve Trevor is a good character, like is a good person, like he's trying to help, but his people have done something so awful, right? Yeah. How can these two things exist at the same time? And it's this complexity that she has trouble understanding. Yeah. And it's the one that Steve tries to explain to her that he's not he's not successful. Yeah. Until of course, until the end of the movie where she understands that, that there is a there's a split. Uh, for everyone, but I love that. I love, and they don't have to have a lot of screen time for that. It's just one exchange, the look on her face. Godot conveys the confusion. Yes, right. And it's like, and in each character, you and Bremner like having nightmares about yeah. the people he's killed. Yeah. Right, um, stuff and Samir. The racism aspect, Samir being, I want to be an actor, and but I'm the wrong color. And they're all dropped at different times in the movie, adding layers of complexity, introducing Diana to the complexities of everyday life, Yeah, basically. And I loved, I absolutely love that. I've talked for a long time, I've realized. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Anyway, how do you feel about that? <laughs> or, no. uh, you know, whatever. How you, do you feel about you, any of these you, scenes you, that I You described? hit the nail on the head on that completely um it was just a genuine scene like you definitely see her at that point she's slowly becoming aware that maybe all that she's thought of the man's world or all of all of these things isn't necessarily that like even the the shot where <clears throat> they were crossing that bridge and she sees like the people with people. maimed limbs yeah, and right. all that. Yeah. She's just like, whoa, 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 hold on. I thought that war was a pretty simple thing. It was all right. cut and dry. Yeah. And or innocents don't aren't don't exactly, suffer. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that somehow they're they're excised from the actions of war. Only soldiers are involved. You know, like that kind of right, thing. Right. Right. All of these things are broken by her experience. Exactly. And so just when she's slowly she seeing that happen, and yeah. it all seeps in. Yeah. Um. Then then I guess the next the next thing after the 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 fire pit scene is really going straight into no man's land, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next thing I've got here. So no, the No Man's Land scene. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I've got to tell you, 
like, like what the shit? Like, I would go as far as to say this entire scene is legendary. Mm-hmm. Like, legendary in the way that... What would I say? What would I compare this to? What would I... I would compare this to... the You know in The Matrix? Yeah. The first Matrix. Uh, what fight scene? Would, Probably the that? alley... Or not alleyway, sorry. The... Um Subway hallway, talk, not the hallway. hallway. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah, hallway. yeah. The the lobby, lobby, lobby. Right? That's what I meant. The, how that lobby scene was completely like it changed the game. Yeah, it changed the game technology wise. Sure, but uh, it's it's the scene that people remember as being an action beat that was so amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, Strong, different. Yeah. Um, mo- heavily motivated. Everything that happened in the scene yeah. made sense. Yeah. Like I, they're going to go there armed to the teeth because they have to rescue exactly. that person, even though it is definitely the, the odds are stacked against them. Exactly. In this regard, it was the same thing. She she heavily believed in what she was doing, and that we needed to get past this battlefield, and I'm the only one that can do this. Let's do this, regardless of whether it puts me in jeopardy or not. Conf- and, yeah. Conf- and the other thing too is. Um, though she seemed capable of getting across that battlefield, I, you could kind of see somewhat while she was going across that like, yeah, I can block the bullets and this and that. And all of a sudden there's mortars and all of a sudden there's more bullets and all that. She's like, fuck, I might be a little bit in over my head. Dude. And, and she, gets all the, of a sudden, she gets the helping help. hand. Exactly. Oh, I loved that. As I love that, that she happened, didn't do she's it on like, her own. Fuck, let's do this. Yeah. She and didn't do it on her own. Exactly. And. She couldn't move. She was pinned. She was pinned. She exactly. Was pinned. She's drawing all their fire. Let's yeah, go. Over yeah, the exactly. trenches. Over the trenches. And this is what I am coming back to the thematic tying in of what this movie is trying to say. Mm-hmm. She has, in that scene, the whole, that scene conveys the entire theme of the whole movie. She's inspired people yes. to take action. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. doesn't do it all herself. Right. She's inspired other people and be, with their help... They achieve their goal, yes. right? And and uh, Patty Jenkins somehow I, I don't know like on every level has like s- this theme has seeped in consistently throughout the film and is like I, I keep saying this but it gets wrapped up in a nice bow at the end and saying here like consistency yeah and uh, of theme and and everything we do in this movie is for a reason right. Yeah, my my only beef with with the no man's land and the, um, the 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 scenes after is I did not like the colors that they put together in they the film washed, for it. They, they washed it. Wa- they gray washed it or whatever you want to call it. Blue washed it. it. Blue washed it. They blue washed the hell out of it, yes, and it did. never got any better. Yeah. Now yeah, my that's my, true. my beef with that is that like okay sure when it starts it should be blue washed that makes sense everything's you know dull and bleak and. Then all of a sudden she comes out there and fucking there's the suit and everything. It's like, yeah, even if that's still blue washed early, okay, sure. But she's not blue washed. She's somewhat blue washed. She's not, I mean, like, she's she's actually pretty colorful. And I think they made a When everything's blue washed and and, she's colorful. Muted. Yeah, she's colorful in regards to that, of course. Yeah. But it's still blue washed. Yeah, the whole scene. I think that's the dichotomy. Again, I feel like it plays thematically into the. But here's the thing is that it keeps, it it starts out there and it never gets any better. It stays at that muted level. Even when she blows through that fucking the the tower, it just stays at that. Yeah. I think. It would have been better for them to kind of color slowly, gradually color Scale up over up. time. 
And here's the thing is the reason I noticed this as much is because the next scene is the dancing scene oh, and the love scene. But I thought that was – I thought there was warmer colors there with the there lanterns. There weren't. The lanterns, yeah. The lanterns like blue, were warmer. Like yellow lanterns. Sure. The, the, the lanterns were warmer, but the darks were fucking dark. Yeah, for sure. It was nighttime. Wait, no, no. <laughs> there's a difference between light – there's a difference between nighttime with a fill yeah. and nighttime with no goddamn light yeah. because the blacks were fucking black. Yeah. It was dark as shit. That when they got back to the the I don't know I'm assuming hotel room I guess they don't have a hotel <laughs> the room. hotel it's the like, Ritz Let's take this building. when they got back to the Ritz Carlton when they got back to Diana's room and the love scene yeah. happened yeah it was black the fucking scene was black it was all black there is no electricity fuck off <laughs> this is film you put a fill light in there and you let light that shit up a little bit you don't want perfect you don't want fully dark sure. pixels in your film at yeah. any point. That's not what you want. I get it. I mean, I get, I get it. That pissed me off. I that was one thing I noticed. The the is that plot. the what like the major? That was the major gripe. That is literally my biggest gripe about the film, and you just heard it. Yeah. So that's that is a testament to how much I like this film. Right, right. You're so complaining about the lighting. I'm complaining yeah. <laughs> about the lighting in like a couple of scenes. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I I can understand that sentiment. My take on this is that the no man's land scene is purposefully graded. And her suit actually pops. It pops. It pops. In relation to everything else, that I won't disagree And I think that's thematically in line with what they would have been doing, what the the message they're trying to convey in the entire film is that she is this ray of love and hope. I think it should pop more. You think her suit should pop more or the scene should get more uh, colorful as she is. I think it should. As she is uh, like basically uh, uh, inspiring other people. With the colors that she has, I think that regardless in whatever color scheme that you have, whatever filters you put on the lens, it's going to pop. So that's why I think everything should be boosted. Not boosted, but you know what I mean. Like everything should be not grayscaled or blue washed or well, whatever. Well, let me ask you this. Would you want a clean pop or a dirty pop? No, I do not want Justin Timberlake near any of my films. So I, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Pop. I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm, I'm going to see myself out. God damn I'm it. sorry. <laughs> Fucking Jack. Yeah. This is what we get. Um, so, okay. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Well, I don't think we're disagreeing too much, really. I mean, do you think, do you think it should have been like a full-on... What do you think? I think that... I think... I think having her be the color in those scenes, it fits with the story they're trying to tell. Now, I, no, no. Okay. okay. Right. So I get the story that they're trying to tell. It fits it, but they're writing the story. Yes. So that's the first thing. Sure. And you are right. I agree that the movie should not have been washed because a lot of it is all the outdoor scenes when they get to the party, when they get to the cocktail, whatever gala mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inside looks really nice. It's very warm. It's got some of those colors in it, but the outside is always blue. Yeah. And then it goes to mustard for the gas. Yeah. And then it immediately becomes nighttime. Yeah. So actually the only, and you see this movie is split, uh, not even in half because Themyscira is only like, what, a quarter of the film, but that is mind-blowingly colorful. Yes. It's very vibrant, very beautiful. And the rest of the movie's not. So L- I, L- London, I understand being dreary and... because that's kind dreary, of though. The ro- war should totally be dreary, yeah, but for what, sure. But there's... But, but like you said, there's no... They have... They're writing the story. They can... 
telling a war story and having everything be dreary colored may fit the theme, but it but that doesn't mean people don't want to see color. <laughs> I guess yes, this one. exactly. Right? So yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I get it. I um, think it would be, like I said, just during that scene in, in the village. Um, I love that I, scene, though. I, oh, fuck. It's, oh, the it's, best scene. it's the best scene in the film. Well, uh, it's, a yeah, gr- it's, it's a great it's it's a great scene when Samir comes over, serves a beer. You and Bremner is oh, singing that. at the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. That's a great just, like respite and, and after not, an amazing action it, scene. For, for me, the, the, the dancing scene and everything, I was like, it's a little dark. And then when they got back to the, the room, I was like, Good lord! Like it's literally black pixels. This yeah. is to me that was that was a, a mistake, right? But it, like I said, this is it, that is my only quote unquote harsh critique of the film, right? Yeah. Is that some colors were a little too dark? Are you kidding? Like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I agree with that. That's I, me I think looking for nitpicky. Yeah, I can get on board with that. But the no man's land scene itself, though was amazing when she comes out she blocks all of the bullets i love the way the bullets are also hitting her, her shin pads so, so hold on her, i'm gonna i'm gonna stop feet. you the last time we were talking about a podcast we mentioned that um black widow had not had that fuck yeah moment. yeah yeah the fist pump moment yes. that's the way you put it yeah same with hawkeye same with most of the bit part characters i mean even like i would even say like we're talking about female characters i would say that uh Don't scarlet even... witch is also Someone I'm yeah. very bored with. I, I'm not as bored with her. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the the moment in all Age of Ultron where after Hawkeye gives her that fucking awesome speech and he's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you got, what is it? We, we're fighting an army of robots and I have a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Yeah. And he's just trying to hype her up. And then all of a sudden she comes out of that door and she just yeah. fucking just lays waste to someone. I'm like, all right, cool. Small cool. tangent. I think the, my problem with the Scarlet Witch is that in the movies, they fucking don't describe any of her powers and she just does stuff. Yeah, but she that, just, that's, just always been, shit. that's always sometimes been a problem with can, the Scarlet Witch. She for can me. like make you see stuff, and sometimes she's moving shit with her hands. Sometimes she's like vision, like you know, like weighing him down, and he's like falling through the floor because right. he weighs a thousand pounds or whatever. No, I'm just like I have no idea what this woman is capable of. I I, I was um, never I never had a problem with that because I knew enough about the Scarlet Witch character from the Marvel comics that I knew she was. She never really had a. A, a, an upper limit to her power. Power. She was the one that caused the whole yeah, no yeah. more mutants. No thing. more mutants. Yeah, she's just no more mutants. Yeah, House of them. Yeah. All of a sudden, she just managed to have the power to fucking destroy but yeah, I thought, reality. I thought in the comics they established the fact that her power is far-reaching and horrific. Yes. In 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 this in the movies, they don't really talk. They they make they don't her touch powers on tangible. It. Like it's like. Moving tables and like moving stuff and well, like like it, mind it, control. It's it, just like they, nobody really talks about what she's capable of ever. They haven't talked about it, but they've hinted at the fact that she really doesn't have enough. But she can do anything. It seems right. like this yeah. thus far at the movie, she's got the mind stuff. She can be powerful. She can rip Ultron to shreds. Right. Um, or she could be terrified and not do anything. Right. Um, whereas in the books, it was the same deal. Like there were times where like, oh, she has some hex power. She can move some stuff around. And then at other times she alters the entire universe. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's kind of the same thing. It's just, they haven't explicitly Fair said enough. that in the films yet. So right. as a comic fan, I get it. I, I see where they're going with that, but right. I think that for the general movie goer, they, they need to have that nod. 
They need um, to like they, they need to establish like yeah, the absolutely. boundaries of her. I, that uh, I agree with for sure. Um, so anyway, you were mentioning Black Widow. We didn't have the there wasn't the fist bump fist moment. Yeah. moment. Yeah. Scarlet, which I would argue had that, but this one was the fist pump. Oh, dude, hundred percent for me Holy for cinematic shit. female characters. Holy shit! Harley Quinn didn't have that in Suicide Squad. No, she, she was did she not. was entertaining. As she fuck, was yeah, she but was. She was still. I mean, you compare her to the fucking the the, the main villain of that film. Yeah. Does, what's she gonna do? Hit him with a bat? Yeah. Hit her with a bat? A mallet. With a mallet? Yeah. It's um. I. Having said that, I would love Harley Quinn to meet this version of Wonder Woman. I think that would be a great scene. It would be an amazing scene. I think that would be great to have them meet. And anyway, that is what it is. You're right. Fist pumping moment. She jumps into that room of Germans, and the. Theme music kicks in. Yeah. That was amazing. I think a lot of people I've been reading had issues with the theme music. Oh, it's like, oh, it doesn't fit the movie, blah, blah, blah. Everybody just shut the fuck up. This theme music is amazing. It's not a theme in the same vein as like the Superman theme. It's um it's more of a riff. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not I'm not a musician, so I'm maybe I'm not using this terminology. Correct. It's not an opening credits theme. Yes, Batman was an opening credits theme. Superman was. Superman was yeah. an opening credits theme. Yeah. This wasn't. This not. This is a riff, and yeah. when it but when it kicks in, I get goosebumps, man. It, yeah, she murks that room, and it's hyper stylish, and oh man, it was great. The only problem I had I had with. She, uh, the only issue I had with it was there's one or two strange slow-mo shots where I, where I'm being nitpicky here, but there's one with a bayonet and it comes in like when it's slow motion, then she goes flying in the other direction. Uh, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on there. Like I wasn't sure maybe she was being attacked with a bayonet and then she jumps over slides on her shield. Yeah. Um, but all in all, the choreography was top notch. Yeah. When she murks that guy, like kicks him, like like bursts out of the side of the building, yeah. like knocking the guy out of the side of the building. Oh, fucking brilliant! And then the callback mm-hmm. to the the shield thing from the the beach. Yeah, amazing. I yeah. loved it. And Absolutely. she doesn't even hit the guy in there. She takes out the whole bell tower. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was ridiculous. I loved it. And I noticed people were clapping. Yeah, when that happened, and it's when, been I haven't I haven't when, been in a when she in a hit long that time. bell tower. I was like, oh man, she's going to go after the sniper, and then she takes out the entire tower. She's like, like it. I'm just, so, I just want to be sure. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was crazy. No, they they crushed it. That was that that was one of the better action scenes I've seen in a while. Yeah, and here. We talked. We touched on the scene after where they're, you know, where everyone's kind of drinking and Ewan Bremner's character singing at the piano and everyone's dancing. Um, I I feel like this. I was a hundred percent invested in this relationship, and it yes. was not cheap when they, you know, they spent the night together in that scene. I didn't feel like that was unearned. I wasn't like, oh, like typically I just accept it, you know. I liked Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like Super- Batman vs. Superman very much, but I liked Man of Steel. It's a, pro- it's a problematic film, I think, but I, I enjoy it. I revisit it every once in a while. But I do think the kiss between like Clark and Lois is not earned in that film. This one is 100% earned in my, in my mind. I, yeah. I feel like they've done it absolutely right here. And in Man of Steel, it's more of like me saying, oh, they're just supposed to be together right so 
let them be together and let's move on. Right. Like that's kind of my take on it. This one, I'm like hundred percent invested. Um, Anyway, uh, we talked about that, but you, what are your thoughts? There? I, in a film, I will not usually notice like, oh, those those blacks are too black, or or, or, or the, the scene is too dark, or right. Um, this one, I think I noticed it because I was that invested in the relationship as well. Right. Um, I wanted to see that first kiss. I wanted to see how everything unfolds. Yeah. And for me, it was just like I was looking at that scene. I was like. Why is it so dark? I can't really yeah. see what's going on. And um, I, oh, that's, that, that's a testament to the with the way they because, like I said, I just, that's not something I am actively aware of in this in, in whenever I watch a movie. And this one, I was very aware of it, and I think it was because I was so invested in that relationship right. at that right. point. Um, everything from that boat scene all the way down. I mean, even the little things like. So I, I fully expected Steve Trevor, like he was, he was kind of misleading her to some degree to make it sound like <clears throat> it was this simple to say, okay, we're going to go to the ward and we're going to go fight Ares. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that simple. Oh yeah. But at the same time, he was never really lying to her. He totally intended, or it seemed like it, that he totally intended to send her or to go with her into the fray of battle. Oh, absolutely. Try yeah. and find Ares. Absolutely. Wherever yeah. he was. Um, was it as straightforward as he let her no, leave? No. no, he was never. I don't think he was ever really trying to find Ares. He slowly right, came but he uh, was trying to get her to a point where she could be in the free yeah, battle yeah. and potentially try and find Ares. He wasn't at no point was he just telling her what she wanted to hear just so he can get back to London. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, he was very genuine. Exactly. So um, I think that that you know th- that kind of feeling of being a genuine person and yeah. trying to do the best for whatever you know for for whoever he's trying to do something for yeah it led itself all the way from Themyscira all the way back to London all the way over to the to the battlefield right um whereas if you look at the animated film Steve Trevor was kind of a dick oh yeah the first thing he tried to do as soon as he got back to 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 seducer yeah yeah it was just get her drunk yeah tried to get her drunk and she drank him under the table yeah Entertaining animated movie is entertaining and people should definitely watch it. It's yeah. a different take on this relationship. Yes, uh, but I I uh, I actually prefer this relationship. Yeah, right? these this characterization of Steve Trevor Agreed. To, to that one. Um, antagonists. I wanted to talk about them a little bit. Ludendorff, obvious red herring, throwaway villain. He was obvious. He was obvious for me as soon as he wasn't obvious at the beginning. Uh, he was not necessarily Aries at that point for me, but he was not obviously not Aries until Aries showed up. Not showed uh, up until uh, he started saying, "No, no, don't go over there." What was the uh, Lord? No. Oh, um, the, uh, the, the 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 fake name of the actual Aries. Uh, I can't remember his Sir Patrick. Name, but Sir Patrick. Yeah. That's what David Thewlis. David Thewlis was the, the actor. actor yeah. yeah, and um, it wasn't obvious. As soon as he remember when he called, he's telling him, him not to yeah, go to the don't party. go to that party. As soon as he said that, I'm like, that motherfucker's egg- Yeah, he's egging him on. For sure. I love his plan. He doesn't really touch on it, but he's actually he wants Diana to kill Ludendorff. Yeah, to just fucking completely destroy the armistice. Uh, negotiations. Yeah. So the war continues. Yeah. So he, um, I don't think they ever actually, he ever actually says that, but I knew it from the beginning, like when, when he talks to her for the first time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little, I, in my opinion, it was a little too obvious. 
Ludendorff, throwaway villain. Dr. Poison, though, I thought she was a very interesting yeah. character. Um, her arc, she's got like a little bit of an arc in the movie and her payoff at the end. Um, I liked where they went with her. She had minimal amount of screen time, but I thought she was very, it was very neat what they did with her in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But Ludendorff, um, is a throwaway villain. And also if they had like, you know, you know, super inhaler, why didn't they just give that to the rest of their, uh, army and win the war that way? Right. Which, uh, is a plot hole that I'm hundred percent willing to look over just because I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So it's one of those things he should have been like, what's his name? Um, not savage. Basement. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Ludendorff, eh, whatever. And it should have been, he he should have been, uh, oh God, Vandal Savage. That's who he should have been. Oh dude, that would have been, oh my God, you just blew my mind. That's who he should have been. If Ares should have recruited Vandal Savage for that. And that's who he should have been. Cause I love Daniel Hudson, Huston, Hudson, uh, Danny Huston, Danny Houston, 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 Houston. In New York, they say Houston. Everywhere else, they say Houston. I, I, I love the actor. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's good. He, he always plays a villainous role. Yes. He was in the Wolverine, and it's kind of weird. Was right? he? Oh, he? He was. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Not the Wolverine. Sorry, Wolverine Origins. The Origins. Yeah, the to the pool. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. You, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the character. Striker. Striker. Stri- William Striker. He played Striker in that movie. Yeah. Oh, Went from Brian Cox to him to some dude that looks a lot like the guy from, well, what's his name? Uh, the young guy, right? Yeah. Dude, where's my car? Yeah. I can't remember can't that remember actor's name now. It's a three, it's a three, three name name. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Sean William Scott. That's Sean right. Michael Scott. That's Sean something Sean Scott. William Scott. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Stifler. Stifler. <laughs> Um, Diana's reaction to the village being gassed. Fucking A. Was extremely convincing. The doc was just really, really good. So much emotion. She actually feels that she was truly betrayed. Yeah. Like, by Steve. Yeah. And you kind of like the audience a little bit with her reaction. I was kind of like, if she just killed Ludendorff in the party, that wouldn't have happened. But the armistice would have completely collapsed. So you yeah. have these two all like combating views, even when they were in no man's land and yeah. he's walking through, she's, he's like, look, we can't save these people. That's not what we were here for the greater good. Not for these people. They might be part of the greater good. Right. We don't know if they'll survive, right. but right. she's looking for the small battles. He's looking for the big battle. Yeah. She, but she's not looking, she's not looking for any battles. She doesn't have, that notion of anything that's big or small. It's right. Like the same it's just, size. She's looking for the win. Yeah, it's she's more, looking, he's for, looking the for the win. big win. Yeah. Whereas she's just looking for, okay, because this is the problem. I'm going to deal with this one now. Exactly. Because she doesn't understand the complexities of the war. Right. right? Complexities right, right, right. of humanity. And that scene where he's like, this is not what we're here for. Yeah. And this is what I love about his performance is because yeah. he's exasperated. Yeah. By the end of the movie, he just can't explain how or why people do what they do. Yeah. Right. And he's so exasperated. And we'll get to that in a minute, but, uh, you feel hurt when like the gas goes off. 
Um, the logic says that you're, you know, that, that was the right move because Ludendorff killing Ludendorff would have collapsed the armistice. But at the same time, you're just like, oh my god, like these, you could have prevented this, yeah, right. So she gets, she freaks out, and jump in if you want to add anything to these. The, the only thing I want to jump into is let's talk about the party real quick. Okay, yeah, sure. The girl that <clears throat> Diana stole the dress from. Ah. It's great. I love when she stands beside her and like looks at her. Well, my first question good. is that l- lady looked very distinguished. What was she leaving her car for? She was just upset. Was she upset? Yeah. She was going into the woods to be upset. Yeah. No. Or was she, she going was... to pop a squat? <laughs> you think she was going to take a dump? In the I don't woods? know what she was doing, but Maybe. for me, somebody that was a little upset, she wouldn't go traveling into the woods for the fun of it. Hey, man. It just didn't make any goddamn sense to me. When you got to go, you got to go. Well, right. I, I would assume so, but I feel like, I mean, I wasn't alive during the 1920s? Oh <laughs> Don't even tens? go there. Don't even we go all, there. We've already established my history <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right. But all I'm saying is that I don't know that that woman would have gone into the woods to go and take a shit if the opportunity to not have to take a shit in the woods presented itself, which was probably just ahead. I actually think, have you, if you tell me that she was going to take a shit, we're going to have words... Here's the thing. Oh, my God. Her car was stopped because Pine was trying to get in and they were doing that whole, like, you know, Samir was doing his whole act thing. She probably had to take a dump. She had a couple of, like, uh, bratwurst or whatever earlier. And then, like, <laughs> and then um, she has them after a few Heinekens. Yeah? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Wait, the Heinekens? The Heinekens. <laughs> the... Uh, so, I mean, she's stuck in a line. What, what what do you do when you're stuck there and you have to go number two? I don't know. If you're in a full dress and you're a woman in, in, in that era, I feel like you hold it uncomfortably either until you, either you get to drop it comfortably or you die. I feel like that's how that was perceived. That is then. extreme, my friend. I, it, is, it is absolutely extreme. I think I would have preferred it if she would have been like, I'm going to drop a deuce right here in this goddamn cab. If you don't move this, that's and if they don't move it, she that's takes what she should have done. Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of wondering how uh, Diana took her. That's out. in the porn parody. <laughs> yeah, uh, took her out. Just kind of like maybe like punched her in the face and like stripped her naked. So she's probably just like in the woods naked. She might be. Well, I don't have any other explanation. <laughs> Diana kept her clothes. Yeah, that's right. Because she kept the suit on. It's yeah. not like she's like, okay, here, take my yeah. cool suit. No, she just took her clothes. I'll take your dress. No, she just took her clothes. Yep. So, so she didn't pack a duffel bag for this 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 situation. This scenario. She no. wasn't planning a stay over. No. No. So if she wasn't planning a sleepover, then she's probably just lying in the woods naked. Probably. Naked and afraid. Regretting that she ever left the cab to take a shit. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to tell you, don't do that. Don't take a shit in no, the woods. No, no, no. Don't, don't leave your car and take a dump in the woods. Otherwise, a really beautiful woman will steal your dress. Even if you're not wearing one. Fair. Anyway... So, so yes, there's another the there's there's another logical weirdness here where they obtain their car. That was so good. I that love was, how it was, randomly silly it was. It was just like, where'd you get that from? It was just over there. There's a bunch over there. <laughs> like 
I'd like to, I'd like to see the, I don't know. I'd like to see the meeting where they're like, yeah, that's good. That makes sense. I appreciated that scene so much because they, they, they they, went out of their way to tell you that, I don't know. It was fucking over there. That's literally what they said. The way it was delivered. It was like, it was for somebody that are for, for a person that are are film buffs like we are. Yeah. It was so obviously something that the writers room wrote in that they're like, yeah, let's fuck it. Let's just say it's over there. There's a bunch of them. Of course they're there. <laughs> like, and as soon as they did that, like, I obviously noticed that. I'm like, fuck, that's, that is a ballsy, that awesome is a, move. <laughs> that is a ballsy move right there. But the thing is, is like, how can you dispute that? Because maybe they are they just probably over are. there. <laughs> the fucking, the, 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 I don't know, the, the, um, what is it? The, the people that come and take the cars when you, the. Valet? Valet, those motherfuckers. Oh, maybe that... Probably but a bunch of cars in there with keys. Was it a valet? Maybe it was a valet. There might have been one down the road. It's German. <laughs> what, is what does that mean? I don't know. I just feel like they have very efficient parking structures over in Germany. Okay. In the Fine. 1920s. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Right next to this castle, they have like a four-tier parking garage. I'm a That's story. what that guy made it sound like. They're just over there. Yeah, they're just over there. With <laughs> the, the keys in them. Exactly. Like, but here's the thing is if you tell me a lie in a film, make it consistent. They told that one lie and they didn't contradict it any time. That's like, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. This. They went for it. They're like, that's the explanation. Moving on. Exactly. They didn't spend any time on it. They made it comical they, and then they just let it roll. At that point, I'm not going to. It's funny because the shot's really wide angle. It's yeah. obvious that it's like ADR. They're like, oh, it's over there. It's kind of like in the distance. It's yeah. like, it's maybe it's played for laughs. Like, yeah. I have no idea how to take that line. But I, I think I it was totally, yeah, it was totally, for me, it was that, totally played like, for laughs. Okay. Whatever, right? It seemed like like it was um, – if one would look at it, it'd be like, oh, that's a cheap explanation for how they acquired a car. Yeah. But the way they delivered it was Perfect. that they, they knew it was a cheap explanation yeah. and they're they like, right you, this it. is cheap as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to laugh. They played right into it. Exactly. Um, so I'm glad her, you called that out. That was good. Yeah. Her fight with Ludendorff. Um, super inhaler. It was cool. I thought I thought the, the fight was cool, yeah. But in the end, I think it was ultimately sort of a waste, foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't. To me, they didn't need. Well, I guess they kind of did because you don't want to do the the reveal with Sir Patrick. Yeah. Um, it kind of. It, but the thing is, it just it, from the get go, it wasn't convincing. I knew Ludendorff was not Ares from the very get go. Yeah, yeah. Um, granted, I'm better at that stuff than most people, I think. But this, like, I, I you understand that kind of you, you know when a film's the tropes purposely like the, trying the, yeah, to lead like, you off course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I knew that Ludendorff definitely was not Ares, um, but just. Uh, I don't know. It was. I mean, it was okay. It was. A, it was. A, it was a nice moment, and they didn't make the fight too long. And it definitely yeah. was a bit one sided, except for right at the beginning, there was some exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it was one sided, and yeah. she pretty much dominates that fight. I think that the selling, not even selling, but like the the the, the key moment on that was just her look. And again, it goes back to her looks and her yeah. reactions to, to the emotions that she's feeling that she yeah. hasn't really done before. Her look of looking around and being like, this should be all done. Yes. We're good. And she's looking around and seeing all the devastation that's still – or the, the – the, the munitions loading exactly. and all of that stuff. What, yeah. what devastation could be uh, foregone from that? And she's just looking at it and just being like, oh, fuck. What the what, – this should be done. It's confusion. It's confusion. confusion has come back yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then rage. Yeah. And then she gets really angry. This is a scene I want to talk about because this is my 100% my favorite scene in the entire movie. After Ludendorff is killed, 
the war essentially continues. People mm-hmm. so like like you mentioned, they're just loading the right. gas into the plane and ready to blow it and like basically just kill a whole ton of shit ton of people. Steve shows up. Diana's in shock, wondering why this hasn't stopped. You know, right. And like why you know the Germans haven't stopped you know and started just giving out free hugs, right? Yeah. Godot and Pine play this scene fucking brilliantly. But on this particular scene, I have to give to Pine. I know I've been singing Pine's praises a lot in this review. Mm. Godot is amazing, and I'm going to get to one of her deliveries that I absolutely love later uh, in, in this review, mm-hmm. just toward the end. But uh, Pine's reaction here, where he's absolutely trying to explain, he's like... The level of exasperation and desperation in his voice, in his physical acting, yeah. like what he's trying to convey, he's like, listen, like, yeah. there is no Aries. What if there is no Aries? Like, what if we're just awful people, but we're also good people? Why, you know, like, we're actually, we're, we're both, right? It's like, you as an audience member, you get it. You get he's trying desperately to explain to her that nothing is simple, well, uh, but you know he's not succeeding because in the end it's so mindless and so awful the way we treat people and the fact that we would go to war on this scale it defies any explanation he can't explain it because it just makes no sense yeah right um, and someone in trying to explain that to someone who hasn't experienced it before will never get it they'll never get it right so I love I absolutely love this scene like the earnestness here coupled with the fact that he simply has to leave. Like, he literally can't have this conversation. He has a time limit. He's got to stop the plane. Yeah. Right? So he's like, I, he's like, he cannot afford to stand here and explain it. You know he wants to, but there's no time. So he basically is just exasperated. He's trying to explain it, and he just can't because it is a fundamentally mindless thing. I love that scene because of that. She just doesn't get it. Yeah. She doesn't get it. Yeah. Right? And And he can't. And he's trying to explain it. He's so exasperated and he just has to walk away. I've got to go. Like he just keeps saying that. I've got to go. Yeah. And he walks away. I'm like, holy shit. That was a great, great, great scene. And he realizes that she's not grasping it. Yeah. And he, he doesn't judge her or think any less of her. No, he it's doesn't. Just, he just, you know what? It's just, I, I, I have to go and do this. I'm not having this argument right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't do, I can't explain this to you. it's not her fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah. And he also takes some of the blame in that speech. He's like, what about, what if it's me? Mm-hmm. Like, I've done bad things in my life yeah, too. that's right. And it's just like, it's, oh, it's a wonderful, I think it's just a wonderful, like a wonderful scene. Um, by far my favorite scene in the film, even better than more than No Man's Land. No Man's Land, I'll use to like demo my system and it's a legendary scene and all that. Yeah. But personally, like on a very personal level, that scene is what makes this like that's the thematic, the, the themes that this movie is playing with. Yeah. And that sells the movie for me. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. for, for me, the, 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 in terms of what unfolds the rest of the film, there's the typical action scenes. Um, Ares reveals, re- reveals himself. Did you see that coming from a mile away? Uh, yeah. No, okay. I, I, I knew it was David Thewlis. Yeah. Thewlis's character. Um, so Ares... So I was waiting for him to show up. Yeah. I really wanted to see him. Um, and you know what? I love me some David Thewlis. I think he's great. <laughs> he's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's been in like great stuff. I loved, I loved him in like Kingdom and he- Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, Gangster Number One is this UK film. is really great. He was even in Dragonheart, which yeah. I, lo- I loved him in Dragonheart. 
And uh, he was in Harry Potter playing uh, uh, one of the, the Defense Against the Dark Arts I'm teacher. Trying to the remember. werewolf. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Professor Lupin. Lupin, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. I think he does a great job when he shows up because he is he is a he carries a little he carries some weight. Yeah. And he plays the scene quiet. I think he was good throughout the film, even when he was trying to be a little more reserved. When he sends him off and be like, I, I will yeah. fully so I can't do anything, but right. I will fully support exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Just he's, even the little when he's reserving, then when he goes full air, he's just like Yeah, but I'm actually talking about that scene where he confronts Diana. Yeah. Before he goes full Aries. Full Aries, right. right. Where where she walks in and then all of a sudden he's... He's outside. It's just, yeah, it's exactly. So, it's so passive, but at the same time so aggressive. Yeah, exactly. He's being... He he thinks he can convince her. Yeah. Otherwise. Um, so he does a great job here like with monologuing on the humans and, you know, what, you know, what they are and showing Diana a world like w- what it would look like without them. Honestly, I think it's... I think it's a truly convincing argument. Absolutely. And he plays it very quiet and calm. Yeah. And he's a seasoned veteran at that. He yeah. does a really good job of playing that very, very subtly, like the whole scene. And then he goes full Aries, right? And I have mixed I have mixed feelings about his full Aries. Uh, but, but I love the scene where she's like surrounded by trees and like grass and greenery. And he's like, this is the world as it would look. Yeah. And I'm not responsible for this. I just kind of gave them some schematics. And I love it goes back to that. You know, I, if you watch the movie again, you'll notice small things earlier in the film when Dr. Poison is sitting there and a wind blows in the office at the beginning of the movie. And a piece of paper comes flying towards her on her desk and she opens it. She's like, I think I figured something out. Yeah. That's Aries. Like they show a scene of him walking, whispering and stuff yeah. like to her and like the wind blowing. It's, it's such a weird scene at the beginning of the movie. You don't know why it happened, but yeah. it's Aries essentially, uh, giving her a hint, giving her a hint yeah. of which direction to go in. Um, so I love that scene going full Aries. Yeah. Um, I don't basically, this is what I think is basically, uh, Jedi slash Magneto Ares. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't... I, I... I... I love my hero battles to have some, like, uniqueness to them. So, Jedi force battle, Magneto hand-waving. Uh, I honestly consider that to be a cop-out. I, I would... Like, I would have... Like, honestly, I almost groaned in the theater when I was just like, oh, he's just, like, lifting stuff up and throwing it at yeah. her and controlling it and stuff like that. I'm like, come on. Like, we've seen this a hundred times. Show me something else. Um... If I wasn't so caught up in like the drama between Diana and Steve, I would have been like groaning at this like action scene. Um, but like I did have a note here where I'm like, yes, I was. It was kind of like not very unique, but not nearly the level of what I thought uh, uh, jarringness as like Clone Wolverine and Logan. Mm-hmm. Like I would compare that level of dismay mm-hmm. with the clone in Logan yeah. and they're not the same level right that's like the, remember you said you had a, you, that was your big complaint was the lighting in that scene yeah. this is my biggest complaint in the movie of like Magneto Ares yeah. uh, like I fucking hated every second of that uh, yeah. but I I didn't I didn't like I didn't 
Sorry, hate is a strong word. I don't like using that when I describe movies or You can say it. It's easy to say, but you've already described what you mean. Yeah, I mean to say that I did not enjoy that. I thought they could have done much better. Um, But I disliked the clone Wolverine in Logan much more. And that was close to bottoming, bottoming me out on a movie that I thought was great. Right. Than this was yeah. at all, right? So this wasn't this wasn't in any danger of making me dislike the movie, right? But the clone Wolverine thing was like, oh my god, and he's you know he keeps coming back and coming back, and he's a big part of the movie. I'm like, fuck, this is really annoying, right? Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I would compare it to, uh, but not nearly on that on the level of Logan. Um, so for me, that didn't bother me at all. The Ares hand wavy stuff didn't bother me at all because. Anytime I see something like that, whether it be a video game or a movie or whatnot, um, it just shows how much farther ahead the other person is than the other. If they don't have to do other, anything other than just sure, wave so their hands around. Supremacy? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Diana doesn't know shit at that point, right? Yeah, Ares yeah. has got all the cards at this point. Fuck, I'll yeah. wave my hands around. You can't do shit to me. Right. It's that it's it's that moment where all of a sudden she started understanding exactly what she is and who she is and what she can do. He's got to armor up. That he's got to armor up. Yeah. And all of a sudden right. it's time to start taking things a little more seriously. I get that, actually. That's an interesting take yeah. on it. And that can sort of soften my view on that on that on that piece and in the meantime like the rhetoric he's sort of tossing when he like the the, the his sort of speech and his his dialogue yeah all enforcing the fact they again coming back to the themes of the film like he's not responsible humanity is responsible right right um i love that sort of they're pushing that and then it was in this scene um Sorry, uh, I've, I've skipped over my notes here. Sorry. Um, he gets his armor. Yeah. Right? And I've been waiting to see this Ares armor. I think Ares' armor in the DC Comics is just really, really cool. And they went in a completely different direction than I thought they would go in. Really? I thought, I was expecting and I wanted uh, something else. I get what they did. They did what they did was symbolic of his involvement in the war. Mm-hmm. He builds his armor out of the spoils of war. That was cool. The, the, the iron from the tanks and like the girders and like barbed wire and all of that stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And you know, what was really fucking cool is when he burnt the, he smelted the, yeah. the thing in his helmet. I was like, Oh, that's just badass. I love that. Um, but I wanted to see the regal Ares. I wanted to see God Ares. Like, I wanted to see him look like a god. That armor that's shining and that he's like, he's superior. He's superior to all of you, right? I wanted to see the shining armor, the regal armor, like the stuff where you're like, he's he's amazing and terrible all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I like I kind of wanted to even the armor he had in the in the Injustice video game was pretty amazing. Right, I'm like, give me that kind of ornate, engraved armor. I wanted like that beautiful, terrible sort of look to him. They went with sort of what was thematically linked to the film, which is building it out of the uh, the, the war machines around him. Right. So it turns out to be grimy and greasy and rusty and all that stuff, which I, I, I get, but I, I kind of wish that they went with the regal sort of godlike look. Right. Yeah. That's my take on the armor. I, I I did think it was looking pretty cool. I thought, I thought, like I said, the melting of his mask, very very cool when he when he builds that, 
in and the weapons coming together super quick at yeah. his side. I thought that was very cool. And that was very much in line with his comic incarnation where yeah. he's just he's building weapons from like nothing. nothing. They sort of like teleport in. Yeah. And uh, it was very, very cool. Uh, that, that was that was neat. But again, I just wish they went regal with it. I didn't mind it not being regal, really. I mean, to me, the regal to me just seems uh, it's got an air of um, uh, arrogance and sophistication to it that is just so far above whoever he's fighting. And to me, right. his actions depicted that. Sure, yeah. Uh, the armor didn't need it. Right. Um, but from from a stylistic... See, the thing is, is I'm not um, as visually uh, inclined as you are, I think. Um, you see, you can draw things way better than I could. You you see things that I don't necessarily see. I'm a little more surface level. You take things a little more deep. Um, so for me, it was a little easier for me to digest that. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did, the the look didn't bother me. That smelting, the smelting of the helmet was fucking oh, dope. dude, that, that was, was so cool. cool. I um, love that scene. I, when I saw it again, I'm just like, oh, it's even better. I think the movie plays better the second time. By really? The way. I, I actually see quite it enjoyed time. it the second time. I had to see it one more um, time. Yeah, I love when he burns the holes in there. Yeah, and you know what? I do. This is some of the stuff like I, I enjoy and I buy art books for films so I can look at the design process and all yeah. that. So I, I actually quite like that. Um, not to say what the the, the, uh, the decisions are. These are all amazing artists that work on this film. So I'm just like a, you know, a couch, you know, cr- you know, critic, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but but in the end, I loved what they what they've done. But I have I have a, like a personal outlook where I was like, oh, I would have loved to see this. But yeah. that doesn't make or break. That doesn't make or break. Exactly. Yeah. Not, this not is, well, again, this is us nitpicking at shit. Just giving whoever's yeah. listening to us another perspective. Right. I have a question. Do you think Ares always, like even in his mythological form, always has a mustache? Because <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're gonna ask that. Because there's the scene where he gets struck down by Zeus and it shows him in like a cave and he looks up at the camera. I can't remember in my mind. I've seen it twice now. I can't remember in my mind if it's David Thewlis with a mustache. Can you imagine know. like him having that huge duster? Like uh, in like the Greek myth- mythological paintings, <laughs> who, wants who wants a mustache? mustache right? right? Like I was like, wow, that is like a monstrous mustache for a mythological. That like, is the being. mustache that wars would be fought over. That's well, I mean, that's right. That's true. I'm just trying to remember if in that scene he's he plays he's got a mustache where he's struck down and he's like in a cave. I can't remember. Oh man. I got it just means we have to watch it again. Yeah. But um mustachioed Ares in the <laughs> armor did not look very convincing. Um he hams it up a little later in the fight like I will destroy yeah. you and stuff like that's where his performance starts falling apart. Yes. It that's starts true. going into sort of the cliched zone. Again, 100% goodwill has been built willing to overlook that. I can compartmentalize my feelings about the film. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, but I feel like they could have, again, done something different with that delivery. Yeah. You know, um, it's not his fault. He just looked a little hokey underneath the mask with that mustache. Agreed. So, no, it just, yeah, yeah. It, just, it didn't look right. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think it would have been better just seeing his eyes. Keep the, keep the, keep the chin, everything just covered. And then all you, he just smelts the eyes and that's it. Just the eyes. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Steve's scene with uh, Godot, I have a couple notes here. The editing here was brilliant, where she's, like, got shell shock. She can't yeah. hear what he's saying, and then it comes back later. Yeah. Oh, man. Editing, brilliant. Um, this scene I find to be, like, gut-wrenching every time I watch it. It's, like, a true thematic and emotional payoff to absolutely everything that was built up in the movie. Gadot's delivery here, this is one of the things where I think like Gadot's standout like delivery here, where she keeps saying, Steve, let me do it. I can do it. I can do it. She's trying to talk over him yeah. as he's saying stuff. It's just like, oh, it's like heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching when she's trying to say that, but she can't hear what he's saying. I was going to say, she technically doesn't even know what she's saying she can do. She's yeah, just she's trying just to say, trying to she, say understands she understands that something's, something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... And she's trying to talk over him. So I was super invested. You know, the, the the movie does for romantic relationships what other films that spend two and a half hours just on a romantic relationship cannot do. Mm. And uh, they, they, it's perfect. Uh, it's a brutal scene to watch. Uh, and it's a, But it's a great payoff and 100% necessary. Again, thematically, it's 100% necessary. Steve has to prove to her that humanity is worth saving. Even after... You know, Aries or no Aries, humanity is worth saving and I'm going to prove it to you yeah. by doing this. Yeah. So I absolutely love that scene. And my, my wife watching it, she like she hates watching that scene. Like every time that comes on, she's like, why did he have to do that? And that's the mark of a good movie, right? It's a mark of a good movie. Like where you, where you talk about scenes like that, where it's, yeah. like, it's painful to watch ultimately necessary for a character for for diana to be who she ends up being yeah so i wrote down a note yeah uh for steve <clears throat> blowing up the ship and i wrote down why didn't he just captain america it and drop it into the water and then i started thinking he's not captain america he'd fucking die if he did. <laughs> <laughs> so i take back my my That's original right. thoughts on that i'm just That's me right. me jack daniels and uh my notes can eat shit at this point i'm just gonna keep <laughs> no it's just it's one of those things that it totally made sense in That's terms right. of the narrative like yeah him sacrifice and, and from the narrative is one thing and then also from future films yeah you're not gonna go back to a guy that was in the 19 or the world war one he's not he's not coming oh back. he's got he's done yeah he's he's done and there was just no way he was i knew from the beginning there was no way he was making it out of this yeah. movie alive there was simply no way. Um, but the way he went out, oh, dude, even that last scene where he's looking at the camera hmm. and he's kind of like breathing and getting ready to do it. He has a little smile on his face before. It's just, I don't know, man. I, it all works. It works on a level for me that like an, any other Chris Pine performance does not. Yeah. Or any other, like a lot of other romantic performances do not. It just works. It works. Maybe I'm partial to the material. Obviously, I am. I sure. grew but... up on these characters. Well... When I say grew up, like I read a lot of Wonder Woman. I didn't read a lot about Steve Trevor. Right. Right. Because I mean, Steve Trevor wasn't, I, at least when I was collecting comics like weekly in the 90s, like he wasn't a part of those stories. Right. Like Artemis was Wonder Woman when I was reading comics for a little while. Right. So I didn't really know a lot about Steve Trevor. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, his, his sacrifices, it's a gut-wrenching scene. It's very, very well done. Uh, and her reaction, her rage, and then she picks the tank up and she's going to smash Dr. Poison. And this is where Dr. Poison's arc really comes in and like rounds out the whole uh, the whole moral of the story, right? 
everyone has a little bit of darkness in them, right? It's about managing that, managing that darkness and inspiring them to do better. Yeah, but is it a darkness? No, sorry, not is it darkness. Is it an arc? Uh, her character doesn't have an arc. Sorry, I meant to That's say, what I was like, going a, after. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I've been referring to it. She hasn't changed. She has not changed She at all. ran away, and the first thing she did was like, how can I get poison to kill her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. She immediately started working on other poisons. Absolutely. I like to think she's a changed person after She that, is after, not. After that encounter. She is not a changed she person. Persian. She's a changed Persian. <laughs> yeah. Was she Persian? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably not. But uh, she, I'd like to think that she has changed based on that encounter. Right. Um, but, you know, whatever. That's fan fiction for another day. Jesus. Um, so, yes, I've been referring to it as an arc. It's not really an arc. It's a uh, thematic arc for the film. For the like, film. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love that scene when she holds it and she just refuses to do it. And then you have kind of like that hokey, like, love, hope speech thing she does when she's reflecting all the stuff it is a little cheesy Mm. it's a little cheesy it it is again from a film standpoint from a comic standpoint i there was something that resonated with yeah yeah for for sure sure. you're right from a you that's true from a comic book standpoint that delivery is is pretty on point for the average viewer is it i think it is a little it's a little cheesy but earned I think it's earned, earned. sure. I think it's still, earned still a bit hokey, moment. but yeah, yeah, definitely earned. Yeah, and then uh, then you get the you know the destruction of of Ares, and then the final uh, scene where she sees Steve Trevor's picture on the poster, and the other folks are alive. Samir is alive. Ewan Bremner's character is alive. Chief is alive. I lo- I, l- I like the idea of any future Wonder Woman sequels actually dealing with the ancestors of these characters. That work with Diana. Yeah. I like the idea of them allowing these secondary characters to live on in their in uh, descendants yeah. and have Diana work with them. I, I I really would like to see the direction of the second movie use use that in some respect. Or even in modern day, maybe she's built like a society based on <clears throat> these folks that have descended from the people that she helped. You know, stuff like that. To Sounds think. incestuous. <laughs> not necessarily All but right. but you know anyway um but yeah any any other thoughts on the on the on the end there on the ending itself? um not really i mean we kind of discussed most of it um like i said the original thought i had was why didn't he just captain america and obviously i answered that question right um no, I just I thought it was I thought it was well executed overall. Um, it's nice, kind of how they tied it back into the modern era where it was Bruce the via story. Yeah, yeah the Bruce via note, um, you know, saying I hope you tell me the story and kind of leads into other things and and hopefully they they take notes as to what was successful with this film and what wasn't. Right, um, there wasn't much. I mean, it's more what wasn't successful with the previous films. The only thing that I had a beef about at the very end of it was, so she goes up to the top of, where was she? Do you know? She was in, was it, London? she was at the Louvre. So she was she's in Louvre? Paris. Okay. I think, yeah. What the hell did she jump out of the building towards? Not a clue. So she's just jumping out. Maybe jumping she's going out. for a swim. Maybe. There was water. There was, there was water. Yeah, that's right. She was in yeah. full armor. Yeah, she looked like she was looking at something in the distance. I was, yeah, I was she expecting pissed. to see smoke. 
Smoke? No, but, there's no uh, smoke. But there was no smoke. There's no so smoke. She just maybe she's just going out for a run. Maybe. Yeah. But she seemed very determined. Very like an evening run. Yeah, an and evening she's just run an intense person. Where she's she may or may not kick the shit out of some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> They've also didn't touch on the fact that she did not really operate between World War One and modern day. Maybe that's for the sequel. Yeah, maybe. That's right. Because, you know, the one thing I'm afraid to even touch on is the fact that <clears throat> nobody knew of her existence before Batman versus Superman in their timeline, which implies that she hasn't really been operating yeah. as, as Wonder Woman. Well, but maybe she says that she decides to... Like, I thought part of her speech at the end was that, you know, I'm going to try and inspire. Yeah. So maybe she dropped the Wonder Woman guys and actually started a bunch of, like, uh, charities and did, like, this volunteer work and, like, start all of that stuff. Maybe. Rather than take on the superhero persona. Um, and because they were never faced with uh, any sort of superhero-ish level of uh, villainy. That is not a word. Something. <laughs> villainry villainry uh, up until doomsday for example yeah right so um, that I, I was willing to brush aside too I'm sure they'll deal with it they'll they'll uh, they'll they'll do their magic writing whatever it is that they do to fix continuity issues like that right but uh, no all in all I, I mean definitely enjoy I even enjoy the end credits which were really well put together I don't know if you've uh, you stayed to watch the end credits but I love watching end credits uh, because the art that they put up there is typically like some concept art like very hyper stylized art very well put together in, in this uh, in this and they use the theme obviously over the end credits so it's or the riff <laughs> when it, yeah exactly yeah Except, you know, better. Except so, not me. Yeah. <laughs> making sounds. Yeah. So, no, man. I 100% enjoyed it. I'm going to be... I think I'm going to be doing a poster for Wonder Woman. I've got this really great idea. Oh, don't talk about poster. it. I just won't do say it. anything. Just I'm do just it first. Do it. I've got two other posters I'm trying to finish right now. Once I finish <clears> those, <throat> I'll jump into the Wonder Woman one. But... Uh, Dope. But, yeah. Any final thoughts? Um... No, I just I hope DC takes notes as to what worked. Keep going forward with that. Um, I've got a I've got a great idea. I think I, I have great expectations for Aquaman. I think that they've given these movies to like really hungry directors like Patty Jenkins and like James Wan, and I hope James Wan knocks it out of the park with Aquaman. It probably won't be at the same level, but maybe you know. A, a relatively, I, I'm I'm hoping for a great swashbuckling sort of fantasy movie, right? Mm -hmm. My argument is right after those two, right after that movie comes out, Brave and the Bold, Aquaman, Wonder Woman movie. Forget Batman and Superman. Forget the Flash. Forget the side. Forget the cyborg. Cyborg. Brave and the Bold, Aquaman, Wonder Woman movie. I'm hundred percent like. Dude, to me, to me, that is the equivalent of, and it's not the equivalent of it's it's above it, but it's the equivalent of Marvel going, fuck it, let's do Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. <laughs> Who the fuck has like really heard of those guys? That's right. Granted, yeah. sure, people have heard of Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but I don't think anybody is taking them seriously until all of a sudden Wonder Woman is a very very good film. That's right. Yeah. If they can do the same with Aquaman, fuck. Doing a Brave and the Bold is easy peasy. For yeah, them, the really. Brave and the Bold concept is an amazing, is a great concept in the DC lore. It's just bringing two characters together that 
that typically you wouldn't see together, right. right? Now, it's not that you wouldn't typically see Aquaman and Wonder Woman together because in, you know, Aquaman's a king, Diana's a princess. Like, they have had this sort of, like, relationship in the past, like, where there has been a connection there, right? So they've spent time together in the comics, continuity, obviously. But I would love to see that label, the brave and the bold. I would have loved to have seen them made a Batman-Superman movie called The World's Finest. Yeah. You know, like, these... DC um, uh, really heavyweight titles that they use to describe certain types of stories in the past. Let's dig into that DC mythology and bring that out, man. Yeah. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Brave and the Bold, 2020. 19. 2019. How about that? I could dig it. Yeah. I could dig it. She needs to learn to swim. She does swim. She swims very she well. She does. She swims very well. She got down to the bottom of that... Yeah. Lake? Ocean. It was an ocean. Was she, though? It's Themyscira. At that point, maybe it's no longer really ocean territory. Well, that's possible. It's more like a beach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lagoon, <laughs> if you will. A lagoon. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we're good. I think we're good. I All think we've, talked out. We've, we've discussed plenty. We've drank a lot of this Jack Daniels. That's right. We that's put a right. hell of a... This shit was like... All right, we we went from about uh, we drank about a quarter of a bottle of Jack Jack Daniels plus a little bit more, more than a quarter actually, yeah. more like uh, you could probably hear the drunkenness settling in as this podcast uh, went on. Yes, but uh, I can hear it. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Alto Katru signing off. Justin Carcassoli also signing off. See you guys. Take care, guys. Cheers.